Yeah. Check it out. See, the only thing you need to do right here is snarl your freaking head. Boy, it's September 6th, and it's episode 147, and this is the Fantasy Football Auctioneer Podcast. The Fantasy Football Auctioneer Podcast is the official podcast of thefantasyfootballauction.com, the internet's only website dedicated to fantasy football auctions. You can follow us on Facebook and uh, facebook.com backslash fantasyfootballauctioneer, or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Fantasy Auction. Got a good show for you tonight. Tonight we're going to break down another auction, uh, uh, auction that Blister just did. I think it was last night. Um, and just an attempt to try to get you ready for those last minute drafts you might be doing this week and, uh, getting things rolling because football starts on Thursday. I'd say, of course, I'm just going to say, but of course we only have one guy here and then we'll say it, uh, will be a little bit more exuberant when both guys are here. But anyways, just going to be two of us tonight. Blister's here. He's only got two drafts left to go. Blister, how are you doing tonight? Great, man. Yeah, actually at the time that this, uh, script was written, I thought I had two drafts left, but I realized I forgot I, I've been drafting a buddy's team, uh, lives out in BC oh, and that's yeah, tomorrow as well. So I, I got, yeah, and he's won it three of the four <laughs> years that I've drafted it. So he, he wants me to draft his team again. So that is, uh, tomorrow night at the same time as the big Canadian football writers, oh, Canadian fantasy football writers. So two on, on, online tomorrow night. So, and then we got the big couples, uh, draft. Thursday yeah. night. Try to get the wives into this a little bit. Uh, yeah, you can't hurt. Get I them, didn't. Uh, well, I didn't know if that's crossing the line or not. You know what I mean? Like, is that bringing well, them too close into the world, or is it let us watch just a little bit more football? I think it's not a bad move. It, they either won't be any more interested in it than they are now, which doesn't hurt, or they have a yeah. little bit of interest, and then all of a sudden uh, they don't look at us kind of strange when we're, you know putting so much time and effort into it. I actually got uh, my wife to do a mock draft uh, yesterday. Get so, out of here. Yeah, she did well, too. She actually drafted from oh. the one slot, too, and I think that might be where she's drafting from. So her team, well, that I wasn't helping be, yeah. her. I just, I just wanted her to be familiar with the software, and I uh, right. I wanted her to realize, like, how to find players on the on the draft site and, and the, uh, the positions she had to fill. And she did yep. pretty good. She did pretty good. I was impressed. Like I didn't, well, I didn't tell her. That is not her happening at this house. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no, no. She still is not sure. Well, That's why I tweeted that the other day. That is honest to God Hayden's yeah. um, cheat sheet he wrote up for her for yeah. last night or for last good. week. Literally yeah. what he. So I apologize, Slim, for the uh, yeah. Ted Ginn Jr. But he does play a lot of Madden, so. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, uh, at least, well, it took, when we did the mock, uh, set up like our league, it took only like 30 minutes, 35 minutes. So I don't know if they drop the goal that fast, but it probably won't take no. too long. I but you, you know what? Like, why not just get her on fantasy football calculator or something? I know it doesn't teach her the software, but at least you see what it mm-hmm. yeah. looks like super fast, right? In about five yeah. minutes, you yeah, can get that's... that rolling. Oh yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. let's uh, let's get this thing rolling because we're trying to be short and sweet tonight. So if you guys are ready, then I'm ready. Let's cock the hammer. It's time for action.
So like I said, we got a good show tonight. We're going to uh, just do a quick little recap of Blister's latest auction. And you threw some fast football news by or sell. And uh, just, I guess, touch up and sand off any little rough edges you might have heading into your last uh, last few days of the off season before football does begin. So uh, without further ado, let's get into the first segment. This one's called Fantasy Football Auction News Buy or Sell. All right, so buy or sell, we take a look at uh, some news items, and um, our analysts take a look at the fantasy implications of said news item. First one here, Blister, Cowboys beat. Running back Lance Dunbar could be the X factor. So this is according to ESPN. Um, we're wondering about how much of an X factor Lance Dunbar will be against the Giants. He's made a tremendous recovery from the torn anterior cruciate and the torn patellar ligament suffered in week four of last season and should be ready to roll week one. Uh, Dunbar did not play in the preseason, but he's been back to practice for the last two weeks. Lester, buy or sell. Dunbar could be a serviceable flex in PPR leagues. I'll buy that. You know, last year we talked about Lance Dunbar. I really kind of had him hyped up, and he was doing fairly well before he got injured. And, uh, you know, he's been a kind of forgotten name this uh, off season, this draft season. And funny, uh, his name's starting to come up now because it was probably about a week and a half or so, two weeks ago, I was talking to a fellow on uh, Twitter, Nick. Shout out to Nick Paglieri. Uh, and he brought up Lance, and I kind of said, yeah, you know, it's kind of been going under the radar. And you know, they're going to give Zeke, no doubt, a lot of touches, but he can't get 60 carries or 60 touches a game. They're going to have to give somebody else something, so it would make perfectly good sense to spell him off on third downs, passing downs, and bring in Lance Dunbar. So I think, uh, I think you know, it could be a good one-two punch. Uh, Zeke's going to get some of that, but I think Dunbar could be serviceable in PPR. Um, I can't see why he wouldn't do as well as a guy like Theo Riddick and things like that if he stays healthy. Right. So I'm surprised too because uh, Nick came in the draft and he didn't draft him uh, last night. So <laughs> wonder what happened there. Probably uh, I'll probably find out about it later. Might be an interesting um, DFS play week one too, right? He's probably worth zero dollars. So for sure, you know there is that's a good call and that's the thing you need. To- have like if you're uh, playing in a big tournament, you need a couple of these guys that are going to be probably low owned guys that aren't being spoken about. And um, again, if he's got a rookie quarterback in there, often the tight end is a rookie quarterback's best friend, but uh, uh, a running back who can dump the ball off to the backfield is just as good, maybe better. So yeah. uh, he could put up some good yards, and you know he could come down with nine, ten grabs in the first game. Be some um, good points. Most of the sites yeah. are PPR. The last um, last season, too, I think they were playing quite a bit of out of the slot, too, which is an interesting look, um, especially for the rookie tight end, right? Those uh, quick little hitches and and slants and those types of things, get him out into space. And so that's a nice little yeah. release valve for him, too. Anyways, all right, so Lance Dunbar, let's move on to the second one. Pete Carroll uh, says that he's going to be cautious with running back Thomas Rawls. So Pete Carroll um, reiterated that Thomas Rawls is the starter when healthy, but he was somewhat cautious when discussing his week one role. So he says we're just uh, making progress with him. We don't want to rush him. This is his second preseason game um, in a sense. So as far as relative to the other guys, so just being a little precautious. We know we got C. Mike uh, was the star of the summer for the Seahawks, and both he and Rawls will be part of the rushing attack on Sunday. Lester, buy or sell? Rawls is a must start this uh, this week, all season long, 
and in DFS. That's a three-parter. Well, I'm going to buy Anstel then, I guess, because I, I think you must start him in your season long league. If you drafted him, you probably drafted him as your RB1 or RB2. So I think you got to play him. But in DFS, I get a little cautious here because uh, what could happen quite easily in this game is the Seahawks could jump out to a 24-3 lead at halftime. And there's no sense probably. They will run the ball, but... If, if Rawls is coming in, not maybe 100%, and, and also just coming off an injury, then there's no sense really to run him too hard in the second half. They'll probably give Christine Michael some more carries, and maybe even a couple other backs will get the odd uh, series. So uh, that worries me in DFS because he could have a decent first half and could be cruising along and then uh, play very limited snaps in that second half, especially the way the, you know, the Vegas odds are looking at this game and the way it could easily unfold at home in Seattle, first game of the year, you know, the Dolphins, yeah, I mean, they haven't really been lighting it up, I guess you could say, in the, in the preseason. And um, also, you know, it's going to be a tough place. So, yeah, I'm going to sell that you should start him in DFS. Uh, I will buy that you better, you better play him in a season long. He might do you uh, good enough to win your league still by getting, you know, 20 points in the first half. All right. You're a little modulated there, Blister. I don't know if you need to unplug and replug. Uh, but you sound like Domo Rarigato, Mr. Roboto right there. That's my poor sticks rendition. Are you back? Are you here? Do we got gotcha? you? Don't hear you. Might have to switch your mic again in the hangout. So I'll just keep reading the next one while you're listening and getting that set up. Looks there like I was muted. Yeah, I hope there that's you go. better. Yeah, way better. Plug, plug it right. back in. Way better. Next one coming up here. This is wide receiver Jordy Nelson may struggle to play a full game. So this is according to ESPN. Um, last year, the Packers averaged 66 offensive plays per game. In Jordy Nelson's last healthy season, he played 1,900, sorry, 1,093 snaps for 92% of the Packers total offensive plays. However, he has not played a down uh, in a game since he tore his ACL on August 23rd of last year. So in a Basically a calendar year. His return was further delayed by an issue with his knee uh, before training camp. So uh, Nelson suggested earlier in the summer that the opener against Jacksonville will be especially taxing on its conditioning given the expected heat in Florida in early September. Lester, buy or sell. Uh, Jordy Nelson will finish as a wide receiver one this year. Well, I'm going to sell that. You know, I think that Jordy is getting a little bit up there in age. And given that he had the whole year off last year, as you get older, as we both probably know, Bex, it's a little harder to stay in shape and a little easier to get out of shape. <laughs> we and, little and, uh, he's not as old as us, obviously, but I just think it could take him a few, uh, a few games or four, maybe even to get into the groove of things, provided there's no more hiccups in his, uh, rehab and his health. And, uh, so say he stays healthy, it could take him a, a while to get back into the tops, uh, game shape, I guess you could say. And realistically, you know, that's if it takes three or four games, you're almost looking at a quarter of a season. So if you're not at your playing 100% for a quarter of the season, then it's going to be hard to be a wide receiver one with the talent that's out there right now. So I think it could be more realistic that he finishes in the 18 to 20 range for wide receivers, and I would put him in the middle of the wide receiver two category, which um, – it's about could be disappointing. Mean. Yeah, if, if you're paying 40-some bucks, you might have wanted more from them. Yeah, you know, I've seen guys, T.Y. Hilton and guys like that that are going for the mid little 20s, and sometimes Jordy goes for quite a bit more. So, yeah, I don't I don't think he's going to do it this year. 
All right. Uh, speaking about uh, um, doing it, we're looking at week one anyways. Uh, Coach Gruden says that, quote-unquote, he has intent for running back Matt Jones to be ready for week one. So it appears that Matt Jones is on track to play for the Skins against the Steelers on the Monday nighter. But things are still a little bit fluid. Um, the Skins starting running back uh, participation, uh, participated in uh, pads practice on Monday but wore the yellow jersey, so no one's allowed to give him a pop. Gruden says that the intent is to have Jones ready for the Steelers, um, and he's going to see how it fares while they lead up during heavier practices during this week. Now, we do have Rob Kelly as a potential backup for Jones if he can't go week one. So, Blister, question is this, buy or sell Kelly, or even Chris Thompson will outproduce Jones this year. No, I'm gonna buy that because I, I haven't been. I have not say that my dynasty team actually gets Chris Thompson. So it's <laughs> okay. Well, I haven't been a huge fan of Jones, and he had fumbling issues last year. They're gonna pass the ball quite a bit in this offense, and so I just think that if he puts the ball on the ground early on, he's gonna really take a back seat. So he's already banged. He's banged up still. Um, I just, you know, my gut feeling here is that he's not gonna. Uh, produce well, and if this Kelly comes along, I don't know a lot about him, but I mean, he's there. He's made some good waves in camp. Uh, I would say more positives than Jones has had. And Thompson had a great year catching the ball last year out of the backfield. So again, he's another PPR running back, Lance Dunbar, Theo Riddick, Charles Sims, Danny Woodhead type of running back that, you know, can produce probably as a flex player given any given week in your uh, PPR league. So I think that they, like, I think that if Kelly comes on to where he could outproduce Jones yet and Thompson probably could quite easily because uh, I just think that, like I said, fumbling issues and a lack of, uh, I guess, track record here is doesn't have me believing in Matt Jones. All right. Well, that made me a little bit sad for my dynasty team. Um, and I think I own – I think I drafted Matt Jones in a couple MFLs too, but sorry. <laughs> Speaking of dynasty teams yeah. – uh, been trying to poke at the dynasty owner who owns this guy, not for this guy, by the way. Um, actually, no, it's not even him anymore because Slim's got him. So let's just move on. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Dolphins wide receiver Devontae Parker had injuries to both hamstrings. This is according to the Palm Beach Post. So the Dolphins head coach Adam Gase said that wide receiver um, Parker had an injury to both hamstrings, and he did not dispute the notion that Parker may not play this week. Um, and Gase has not decided who Miami's third receiver will be. So um, we know that Jarvis Landry is out there. Um, you know, they just signed uh, Justin Hunter, so that could be interesting. Anyways, Blister, buy or sell, despite these uh, claims of both injuries being uh, – or both hamstrings being injured, sorry. Uh, buy or sell, that Parker will still put up a minimum of wide receiver three numbers this year. I'm going to sell it. I think he's got off to the wrong foot uh, on the wrong foot with Adam Gase, and Adam Gase has been pretty tough on him. And uh, you know he hasn't he's, he he didn't bring Devontae Parker in. That wasn't part of his regime. So right. you need to you know ha- coaches bring in guys that they believe in, and he didn't bring he wasn't part of this. And you know we've all heard all the talent he's got, but if you're not able to stay on the field and and tough it out and get through that, then it's pretty hard to to 
show your talent if you're if you're not getting too many snaps or not even on the field period. So I, I don't think so. I think you started off in the wrong spot. Kenny Stills had a pretty good camp. You know, Jarvis Landry's there. I think that they um I think Jordan Cameron hopefully will have a better season than he has. So I think it's gonna be hard on uh on Devontae Parker to put up wide receiver three numbers. Sad. It is sad because there was a, so much buzz about him, remember? Like it was just yeah. everyone wanted a piece of him in like February or whatever it was. He was all the rage. Yeah. He was the Tyler Lockett of the winter. That's right. He was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's craziness. So, hey, Blister, I just tried clicking the link for the um, ESL or ECL. I couldn't get on it because I'm not a member of the league, so we'll have to go off of your uh, oh. your notes. Well, so I was going to cut and paste can, uh, them all, but it took up too much room and didn't, it didn't cut and paste very pretty either. Yeah, I know. It doesn't do a great job of that. I had to work at it to get them into some of the articles before. Anyways, that's all right. Okay. So that's the end of the buy or sell. We're going to walk our way into recapping the executive champions league, fantasy football auction league. Um, Blister, this is something brand new that you kind of set up with some of the guys we run in a keeper league. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit yeah. about, uh, league first? Well, yeah, I guess I kind of stole ECL because that was a league that you and I both play in. Um, got invited a while ago by Mr. Auction, Vince Gabriel, to join this league. Uh, by the way, just made I just made a big trade in that league. Let's uh, let yeah. that be known, right? Did you like Another that Latin Murray trade? No, did you like the Latin Murray trade on? Yeah, that weekend? was pretty good. Yeah, that was really good. I haven't been able to do anything. Looked like I had Frank he, Gordon force that as my starting running backs, and I was down to Gore, but I'm back to force that again. So what a league! But you know, it's <laughs> yeah, a great league. I guess I guess we should throw out there uh, two years running, second in the first year, first in the second year. That's not bad. That's right. Yeah, that's not not bad now I broke away, time. so now it's going to be the two of us. Yeah, I know. At I first your team know. looked crap, and now it looks a lot better. Now they're going to think that you were I'm not minding. I'm not minding my team all of a sudden here. Yeah. I, all of a sudden, I like your team a lot better, and that's sad because now they're going to think you're the brains behind this operation, and that's, <laughs> that's, that's going to hurt, true. man. It's going to hurt. <laughs> it's going to hurt. No, that's okay. But anyway, so yeah, so then we were BSing. We have a group, uh, line chat group, and we were talking about prices and stuff, and then I think uh, I might have thrown it there. We should have an auction, and just like that, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. So, you know, most of our league, I think seven or eight of the guys from our league joined right away, and then I filled the rest with uh, some of our uh, loyal followers followers uh, for the pod and on Twitter and stuff like that. So we had the draft last night. It was a lot of fun, uh, some crazy prices. Some guys were first-time auctioners, so oh, yeah. it was pretty cool. There's some guys that were doing a first-time auction, and then there was Joe who had four drafts yesterday, two live auctions, <laughs> then a snake, and our our online auction was his fourth of the day. So that, that's dedication. So hold on, he was there. present for two like live, like in front of an auctioneer. Started at yeah, like a nine in the morning, eleven thirty in the morning. Yeah, he was drafting twice, and then a, I can't remember what he said, four and then nine or something like. So he was, that was a full day of. Aren't drafting. you the, the the degenerate for auctions? That is insane. That's like ten hours so of that auction. Was pretty good. That was a full day. That was a full Labor Day. He good thing Holy. there's not any more holidays coming up. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. He'd be born out. But yeah, he put in a full full shift there. That's impressive. So I wonder how the other teams look. But yeah, so it was a lot of fun. We had a draft. I can go through some prices because there was some pretty alarming prices. Uh, okay, go, so let's, let's talk. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, let's talk about your team first and maybe some of your strategies going in and how you had to uh, um, 
shimmy it up a little bit because that's that, that's the good talk when you guys did the pod the other night and I got to listen to it. That's the stuff that I really took from it was uh, thought processes during the draft. Yeah, well, I I wanted to get some strong receivers again, and I kind of figured that I'd be looking. You know, basically between Doug Martin, Eddie Lacy, and C.J. Anderson, I've been looking at those guys as my RB1s pretty mm-hmm. well because I kind of like their value. I like their upside, and I like that typically you can get them from 25 to $35, we'll say. So kind of that's what I had budgeted. So, I, um, of course, I think half the guys that listened to the pod knew that too and <laughs> made me pay through the nose. But I, I started off because uh, Nick, he knew the old auction strategy, nominate a kicker for a buck, and if you get him, great. And if you don't, somebody else pays too much. So I did. I paid two for <laughs> Goskowski. was happy because I got my kicker, my boy. Yeah. And, and then – yeah, and then I guess significant players after that. I, you know, Des Bryant looked like he was going to go for about $35. And I know it's scary right now with a rookie quarterback and Romo Hurt and, you know, what are you going to get out of Des who also hasn't been healthy a lot. And he's not like a number one uh, favorite of mine, but I had to get in on the bidding. It was too cheap and I ended up getting him for $39. Now, mind you, this was after some of the other big receivers had already went, some of yeah. them for over $70. So 70 I yeah. thought that was just a joke when I was reading that on the app. No, no, I'll go through some teams real quick and highlight some other things. But so I got Dez as my RB or my wide receiver one at 39 and I was That's ready to good. go up to 51. So then of course Sammy Watkins became my wide receiver two, of course, 38. Yeah. Can't believe I paid 38 for Sammy Watkins. That was ridiculous. <laughs> I guess what I saved on Dez, I overspent on there Sammy. And then I grabbed Randall Cobb as my wide receiver three for 25. And that was later on in the draft. That's not a bad one, two, three. Uh, Cobb was, there's a lot of money gone by this point. Uh, my, my RB one, CJ Anderson, 37. Again, uh, Martin went up to $40. So there's still CJ, I think, and Lacey left. I figured I could get one of them for a cheaper. Well, not much. I paid 37 and I can't remember what Eddie Lacey went for. It was up there in the high thirties as well. Um, oh, yeah. Maybe 40, I'll double check. And then DeMarco Murray was my RB2 at 20 bucks. Uh, I was quite happy at my tight ends because I got Travis Kelsey for only five. And later oh, on, yeah. I put in a bid on, I, I was going to spend a dollar or two on another tight end, figuring I would be like a Zach Miller or something. But I got Delaney Walker for four. So there could be weeks oh. where I play them both, you know? Yeah, probably a few. Uh, Tom Brady, I got for five bucks. So later on, when everyone was getting broke, I nominated Eli Manning for two, and nobody could really. Nobody really could afford to go above them at that point. But at the same time, there was a lot of other quarterbacks left, like quite a few quarterbacks left. So um, I wanted Eli because I knew he had a good strength of schedule and, you know, he can replace Tom for the first four weeks. So I got yeah. Eli to start. Uh, got the Cardinals defense for two, same thing. I think Nick nominated for a dollar. I went over at two and that was that. Um, and then Sterling Shepard for five. Forsett, Justin Forsett for six, Charles Sims for four, Blount for two, Shard Matthews for two, Mohamed Sanu for a buck, and Malcolm Mitchell for a buck. When all those guys basically on my bench, I mean, other than Forsett, I couldn't afford a whole lot of other guys, you know, and yeah. um, when time came up, there was a lot of guys going for a dollar that I couldn't I couldn't afford to bid two dollars on, so it was too bad because I couldn't pick anybody off. So I took what I got, but you know what? In all reality, my bench will change. Most of these guys will change. The only one problem I had again, and I was scared to reset the draft backs because you know the trouble we had. Yeah, but yeah. Um, 
I, uh, I could swear I had it set up as a waiver wire, like a thousand dollar fab budget. And when I went and checked wow. the settings, it was set up just as a waiver wire, like, uh, you know, ranking your, your ranked according to how you're ranked or whatever you that week or the first time. Well, I tried. Mine was resetting yeah. the draft because of the order, but. Yeah, I, I tried and then I couldn't get through. And of course I was on a chat line and, uh, with ESPN today and there was just nobody was answering it. There was like 33 callers ahead of me. And so yeah. I sent them an email. We'll get right back to you. And they never got back sure. to me. So yeah. kind of disappointing service, but it shouldn't be hard for them to go in and tweet me back either. After all that, I was in a big panic and I sent them out the uh, tweet. Oh, yeah. Not even a, not even a little heart or nothing. I'll take that's you know if you go if you're on like MFL if you're on uh, Data Force FF those people are on it now like they get back to you ASAP uh, there's no fooling around but ESPN not so good mm. bad draft uh, pretty happy with the starting lineup uh, if I go over yeah. Team Kohler Ethan's first draft he got a nice group of receivers he got Julio seventy bucks and then AJ Seven. Green at fifty five yeah Ooh. and then Keenan Allen at forty five. So with, with his top three receivers, he spent $170. <laughs> so then I think he might have colored a couple of pictures, wrote a poem or two. He did keep the draft. I was laughing all night long. It was hilarious. So I said if there's another episode of the league, he should go in and be the auction expert because it would be pretty good. So yeah. as you can imagine, three receivers for 170 <laughs> He wrote Nick Toon for a dollar and he got him. <laughs> no kidding. No yeah. Uh, hard to believe. But yeah, so it's, I guess you could say thin after that. That's an RP0 strategy for sure. Yeah, he's got Kenneth Dixon, four bucks, Isaiah Crowell for 11, and Sean Drone, everybody else after that to the buck. Sean Drone, Vereen, Chris Thompson, Gillis Lee, uh, all the $1. Uh, Ugly. Then I look over, uh, real quick, red zone. His big buy was Ezekiel Elliott, $63. And DeAndre 63. Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins for 51 So we got a couple nice buys. Alan Hearns was only 5 bucks. I was surprised because uh, early on, Spencer Ware was nominated. In most of our drafts, Spencer Ware was going fairly cheap. But because, you know, now he's probably going to start week one, he went for 15 bucks. But probably one of the best deals of the night, too. He got Cam Newton for only $15. So that's oh, pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah, Willie Sneed was seven. Uh, go down to team Rusty Jordan here. He paid 55 for Adrian Peterson. Um, Jordy Nelson, 39. Dante Moncrief was 20. That's not too bad, I don't think. Jeremy Macklin was only 17. Really He's to that point. Dante Moncrief, like, yeah, yeah. That AAV has just gone up and up and up. Yeah. Foster was 15. Amir Abdullah, 10. Uh, and that's, you know, a bunch of dollar. And then, uh, JFK paid 53 for Allen Robinson and 55 for Lev Bell. And he got D'Angelo for 10 bucks as well. Okay. So that's where his big spenders were. Latavius was 22. He got Andrew Luck for only 11. So that's not too bad. D-Jax was 10 and Jordan Matthews was 8. So he's, Gio Bernard was 9. Kind of outbid me. Some of those guys that I was interested in, but I couldn't yeah. afford them. Team Nick Pagliari, Antonio Brown, $73. <laughs> Brandon Marshall, $43. Uh, Olsen, 12 Forte, 12 Drew Brees for only $4. That's a steal and a half. Nice, 
Rashad Jennings, six. He always goes for about that. I was hoping to get him on my team, but no. Larry Fitz for 11. Woodhead for 10. Crabtree for 12. That was at the point in the draft where I could only really afford one more decent player. I really wanted Crabtree, but I didn't have $12. I could only go as high as 11, so I couldn't get him. That would have been my flex, but Nick scooped me. Then after that, it was all dollar guys. Uh, Vinny, Todd Gurley, 67. Devontae Freeman, 45. Demarius Thomas was 33. I don't know why I quit bidding on him because I kind of wanted him. Aaron Rodgers was only, yeah, Aaron Rodgers was 15. He played 21 for Decker. And then after that, it was all buck or two. Three bucks for Chris Ivory. So, oh, Mega Bucks. Joe, this is the guy that had, this was his fourth draft of the day. David Johnson, 66. Lamar Miller, 62. Wow. Yeah. That's already heavy. Yeah. Melvin Gordon for 15. Dougie Baldwin is one of his toppers. Oh, in Dougie. Dougie Truss. Yes, $13. And then it was all buck or two after that. Uh, Mike, for Doug Baldwin, though, is a nice price. That's not bad at all. He's, He's been going for more to go than to 70. Yeah. And then you got a lot of guys that I would like, but he nominated him and I couldn't get him. Uh, Mike from Mike from off of Twitter. Got Kevin White for 8 bucks. I should have went on that. Golden Tate for 20 Cooks for 22. Brandon Cooks, 22 only. Nice. nice that's, just, well, that's pretty when cheap, guys, eh? When guys are spending 60 and 70 bucks on guys, there's got, yeah. there has to be value somewhere. Yeah, well, that's where the value started being, like the T.Y. Hilton, Brandon Cooks. Thomas Rawls for 30. Hyde for 11. Jones for 10. Benjamin for 13. Marvin Jones for 17. You probably got the most double-digit guys. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them right there. His quarterback, I got Marcus Wheaton later for six. That's decent. Uh, Smitty, Russell Wilson was 10. Landry, 36. Josh Gordon, 22. That's as high as I've seen Josh Gordon go for a while. Yeah. T.Y. Hilton was 22. Um, 30. No kidding. Jamal, yeah, Jamal Charles, 24. That's a pretty good buy if he comes back and starts playing week two or whenever yeah, he starts. Sure. I mean, that's pretty cheap for the value you're going to get out of him. One, two, three, four, five, six. He also had seven double-digit guys. Tyler Lockett was 14. Uh, that's about that. Mike Sturgeon, Odell Beckham, 61. Eddie Lacy, 37. Alshon, 34. Dougie Martin, 40. Got Tyrod Taylor for only two bucks. So Eddie Lacy was 37. That's the same as I paid for CJ, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then a bunch of buck or two guys after that. And Team Wilson, I think it's Josh's cousin, if I remember correctly, Dylan. Jordan Reed, 23. Gronk. So he went tight end heavy. Gronk and Reed, 23 for oh. Reed, 38 for Gronk. Amari Cooper, 22. Mike Evans, 40. LaShawn McCoy, 40. John Brown, 12. And then two bucks for Big Ben, another two for Kirk Cousins, and then buck or two is all the way down. So interesting, eh? Like there's yeah. some big dollars on some, which then created obviously some great value later on, in the, especially in the receiver category. So be a be an interesting draft. I really hope I can get the the fab budget switched over so that it's fab and not waiver wire because that'll make it fun too. I'd like to see what Ethan pays on <laughs> when somebody comes up on the waivers. So it'll be good fun. So what did you learn from just see, drafting with guys that you just, I mean, you've never drafted auction with and this late in the season too. Mm-hmm. Like what did you learn from last night's draft? Well, it's interesting because, you know, you definitely see, I was looking through all my teams that I've drafted because I always keep a spreadsheet yeah. and uh how the values of different players have kind of come up and some have gone down. And, and obviously, you know, you look at, no matter how much you follow football, and we pretty much do it all year round, especially because of the ECL league, we, you know, we start drafting again March 1st all the time. And, 
And you know, so you're always kind of on top of it and you always think, Oh, I know what's going on, but you dr- look at your drafts from April and May and stuff that you might have went in. And, and I told myself last year, I'm not going in any more April drafts because too many guys got hurt before the season started. And I only lost a few guys this year, mostly in the mm-hmm. running backs, you know, like Ronnie Hillman, he might pop up again. And Stevie Johnson at wide receiver, I had a few, only a uh, few shares of, but I guess in this one, I don't know. It was interesting because guys that, uh, you, you know, we had some guys, first time auctioners, some guys listen to the pod, kind of know, I guess, some of our strategy that we've kind of talked about. Other guys are just experienced at auctioners. And, you know, one thing I could see is they really, basically, you're looking at all, all the attitude here pretty much was stars and scrubs, right? They yeah. spent big to get the studs and that left, you know, everybody almost in the same boat. Like when I was even bidding, like I, I'm okay with my team, but, I would, uh, you know, Des Bryant, eh, I, I'm not a huge fan, but I think that at that price, you got to like it. Sammy, I'm not a huge fan, and at that price, I don't like it. And then Randall Cobb, not a huge fan because he let me down last year. I'm hoping he bounces back, but at 25, that's not bad. But I look at other receivers that I probably would have been happier to have, you know, if I would have got Demarius Thomas at 33, save the five bucks on Sammy and put that into Randall Cobb's value at 25 and that would have bumped him up to 30 and I could have got, you know, maybe a guy like Jarvis Landry. I think he went a little bit higher or uh, T.Y. Hilton perhaps or somebody like right. somebody like that that I think would have had a good year. Brandon Cooks I would have been happy to have at $22, you well, know. Who wouldn't have for 22 that's, that's That's phenomenal, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. It was, it, was, it was quite interesting. I was watching the money fly off the board and I was like, holy man, this is unbelievable. And, <laughs> and I thought, this is going to be great. I'm going to be able to buy up everything I want. But, that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, because it's still, it still becomes relative. But at least if you're doing the stars and scrubs, and if everybody's doing it, spends the big money on the stars. Scrubs don't have to be scrubs then, though, right? Because you still have money kicking. Not the no one has money yeah. kicking around. So it's like you know, yeah. five bucks is a pretty high bid all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, I look at, I keep looking back at my teams, and I know I talked about them before, but that one draft we did, um, middle of August, it was probably the week before, uh, we went to our other auction in Bemidji, the one we did on ESPN. Oh, yeah. You're yeah, now, yeah. I remember it. That was by far my best team. That was crazy the yeah. depth I had at receiver and stuff on that one. Demarius, Jarvis, Hearns, Jordan Matthews, Crabtree, Sneed, and Gordon. And I know my my running backs are similar. Doug Martin, C.J. Foster, Sims, Booker, Coleman, Palmer at quarterback, and I had Kelsey and Ertz at tight end. I mean, that was that's probably I think that's my best team. Probably because they end up being the worst one. But right, you know, that's <laughs> the funny thing was some guys are not happy with their team, but it changes so much between now and then. And I was saying like with Ethan, like you got three stud receivers. You can easily find guys off the, I think anyways, for running back off the waiver wire that, you know, like your Thomas Rawls from last year and guys like that that could end up being a, from when they start starting an RB1. Like that happens all the time. It's not easy to do that with your receivers. So he's got three beasts at receiver. I'd love to have them. And I'd feel much more comfortable trying to fill in the running back holes. Tight end is easy to stream. Quarterback. All the rest of that, when you got stud receivers, I think I'd be interested to see how it does in the end because I really think he could put that together as long as the three big studs stay healthy as well. Well, in that ESPN one you're talking about, uh, I like my team in there too. I just pulled out my spreadsheet. Um, Philip Rivers and Andy Dalton, a quarterback. I have uh, Lamar Miller, Lat Murray, Gio Bernard, Duke Johnson, Theo Riddick as my running backs. 
Our receivers are Julio and Amari Cooper, um, Marvin Jones, Funches. I have Sammy Coates, Terrence Williams, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Antonio Gates and Dwayne Allen is my tight ends. Panthers D and um, Catazero or whatever, Cantazero or Catanzaro yeah. or whatever. Coach Pow Pow. Yeah, they coach, yeah. yeah, the Arizona kicker. So I like that too with Lamar yeah. Miller and Lot Murray and Gio. And then Julio and Amari yeah. and Marvin Jones, and you throw Funches in there, and Philip Rivers yeah. could be huge. And if not, Andy Dalton does okay, especially at home. <laughs> I was gonna say, is that a was that a teacher draft where we're all too cheap to spend on players? And I was in a <laughs> big draft last night with uh, lawyers and guys that had they're not oh, scared. Yeah, they they right? maybe, maybe maybe that was a difference. Maybe that's you know your clientele, not what they, <laughs> you know, not their fantasy football history, just what they do. <laughs> That's right. Well, hey, and I, I just wanted to give a, sh- wanted to give a, a shout out tonight too to, uh, the, the boys from Gillens that had me in auction, uh, auctioneering last week. It was a lot of fun. I've never auctioneered before and it was a different crew. There was a couple of guys that we see in, you know, in our big home league and then some guys that are brand new that have subscribed to the website and one guy drafting for somebody else. And it was interesting because guys would come up and, in the room would look up and look at me like, who who is that guy? And I'm, ah, he'd be number uh, 18 on your wide receiver list as I'm auctioneering, so that you <laughs> yeah. get an idea of what's going on. Um, uh, and fun. they were floored, like, that. how do you know, like, the marking on every guy? And, well, I said, it's what we do all <laughs> year long. Like, yeah. it's absolutely it. But you know what I found fascinating is that we they didn't they don't have their auctioneer um, keep track of the team's and or the spending. Oh. They just really? allow the guys to self-police that. <laughs> which is one of the reasons why I put, put the guy's picture on the last podcast, uh, um, Romo's picture on there. Did, yeah. you see the, did you see the graphic on there? It's a beautiful picture of him. It's from the side of a bus, no. that picture. You got to check oh, it. Yeah. You got to the, go to the website and see it, defensefootballauction.com. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah. it's on there. It's a beautiful <laughs> picture of uh, Romanuk. But he... Just all this went, uh oh, uh, I overspent. And I'm like, who just says that? Like, who, who, really? <laughs> who says that they overspent? Like, you. No kidding. Oh, why Antonio, Odell, and Julio. Yeah. Oh, I still got so much money. I'll get Zeke and yeah. Gurley. Man, I can't believe how much money I got. Oh, yeah. It's going to be just under. So, but it was a lot, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> they do it in the boardroom. They have the big screen on behind where they had Jay's game on, which was good. Um, it, it was, it was a lot of fun. They have the gavel and the little piece of wood that says, you bottom and you hit it every time. It was, uh, um, really? <laughs> it, was good, it was, it was a good time. The boys, had, the boys had a lot of fun. And, uh, so just a shout out to Gillen's and, uh, thanks for letting right me come on to there. Um, I don't know. So, uh, blister that about, I guess, wraps up, um, preseason, right? Thursday night, she all begins. Yeah. Thursday night's a real deal, and I started up another little league because um, I of guess I got a problem maybe. But, yeah. um, yes. And I threw it out there. You know, at first I threw it out to some of the guys, uh, you know, or guys that play in our auction league around here. Basically on DraftKings, like a lot of guys play and some guys don't. But if you – I threw it out there, and it, basically, it was going to be a 10-person league. I thought, they'll just try for 10 at the start. You know, five bucks, you go in, and you just draft your lineup on DraftKings. And then they – you know, you put your money in there. They pay out the winner, and – Yada, 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 right? So, right. It, you know, I threw it out there, and a few of our guys signed up right away. Hats off to Goosh and Stu. And then um, 
I thought, ah, oh, it's kind of not filling up too quick. So I threw it out there to the guys from the ECL and some of the guys from the league last night and boom, 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 got a few more hits right away. So I think we're, nice. gonna, we're probably, you know, so I could, might could throw it out to a few more people, but if anybody listens and want to, wants to play in it, just DM me and I'll throw them an invite, uh, the DraftKings. I guess I'd need you to DM me your email. I think then that's the way I can invite you, but I think mean, it's five bucks. It's nothing. If you're playing on there already, Great. If you're not playing on there, when you sign up, they give you $20 just for signing up. So if you only played in this one little league, you know, if you put in 20, you they give you 20. You yeah. play for or two you months. Play eight times. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. And so it's kind of fun because it's kind of fun to play with guys you, you kind of know. Like you do know some, but you, you're involved in other leagues with them. So it's not a big commitment. And it's just, you know, if we get, if we don't, if we only got six guys that want to do it regularly, I can change the settings probably. And, pay out the top one but you know and speaking of that we were talking before we went on the air and sim's obviously not here tonight and a lot of pods uh you know the big the big time and the busy time for them is especially july and august getting ready for the the regular season and regular season is upon us now this week uh two sleeps away from it so we were talking do we need to keep doing this or what should we do but i think the consensus is or at least two out of three uh (laughs) dentists two out of three dentists uh, say that yeah, um, we, I think, you know, I Bex and, and Slim when he's available can, and there might be some nights where it's you and Slim, and there might be some nights where it's Slim and I, or it could be all three of us, or it could be maybe we get a guest on here or there as well. But, you know, I think we're going to keep trying to do it weekly, and if we miss one, we'll make sure we get on week two, but kind of update how things are going. And, you know, there's a lot of sites, because like I said, we do a lot of draft prep. Uh, I don't know about the people who listen, what they think, but we don't mind getting on and, and we do have a lot of people that are pretty loyal listeners and, you know, like to hear what the hell's happening in, in the world and in our lives yeah. maybe. And, and so I don't mind getting on and talking about that. And I think it's kind of, kind of fun and talking about football is what we do. We're doing it anyways. It's just a matter yeah, yeah, of right. on the podcast, right? So, you know, if yeah. there's anything out there though, I mean, I do play daily and I'm trying to hook a few more of you guys that are Bex and Slim and yeah. the guys into playing daily. So, if if it's a question about your daily lineup or if it's about who you should be buying on, how much you should spend on your fab budget on a waiver wire, I mean, to me, doing a fab budget for your waiver wire is like being in an auction, right? You're putting in a blind bid and we can answer those questions and talk about lineups and stuff like that because we'll be setting, well... Many, many lineups every week. So it's not like we're, it's not like we're going away and forgetting about football. It's just going to get busier. Yeah. Well, I mean, I counted. I think I'm only setting nine lineups and I have four MFLs, but so it's only nine. It's not too bad. That's, that's, that's peanuts for you. No, I'm just, I don't even know if I want to know. Um, <laughs> two, carry the one <laughs> exponent. Uh, think about. You know, I probably have about only a dozen, and then uh, like you, not MFLs, but I did the draft and goes on scout. Yeah. Um, so I don't have to worry about those. And uh, if I do, if I keep keep it there, which I should, you still, you still have three more. Oh, only two more you have to set. Uh, yeah, I kind of keep an eye on Herbies and just tell them what to do. But um, yeah, so I think a dozen, and then the daily stuff, which I like to dabble in. I still think that you know, I'd love to. Everyone will tell you if you're playing the daily stuff, you. you you play the 50-50s, play the bigger 50-50s, uh, not multi-entry, but single-entry 50-50s, you know, three, five, ten dollars maybe, and then, you know, build up your bankroll doing that, and then, you know, take a little percentage and play in the big tournaments. But it's so hard not to just play in the yeah. tournaments because who doesn't want to throw five bucks into a tournament and win a million dollars? Like, come on yeah. now. It's just a, 
who who doesn't go out and buy a lottery ticket, a Powerball or a Lotto Max or something in Canada and and think that what what the hell if I don't have a ticket I can't win. But at least when you're playing fantasy football and doing it, you you feel like because you're doing so much of it, you have a little bit more knowledge and a little bit more chance to getting it right. But it's pretty darn tough if you go into it thinking that you're gonna win big bucks in in those tournaments. It's probably not gonna happen. So. Nickel and dime your way up till you can get a bankroll <laughs> where you don't mind putting some money into those other ones and into, into the tournaments. But good advice. That's ah, fun. Yeah. If uh, <laughs> it's that's true, it's what all the experts will tell you. You know, the tournaments you're not going to. It's so hard to win them because if, if you go in some tournament and some guy can put 500 lineups in, they do, and they'll have every freaking combination you could think of, and they might just clog up, you know, first to 500th and you know, some other guy has another 500th so it's hard to get in there, but you can't win if you don't have one in there so that's right. I keep trying <laughs> yeah, it's fun to try well, that's why you buy the lottery ticket, right? yeah, that's right that's right, so yeah All right, so we're gonna so we're gonna keep things rolling through the off season here, maybe not on a uh, regular basis, but a semi regular basis to keep you up to date as what's going on with us and maybe give you some help, but don't be afraid all season long to hit us up at fantasy auction or at Mr. Blister at Uncle Buckets at slim for m v p uh you can email us it's football auctioneer at gmail dot com and uh we can help you with lineup questions or anything else that uh, you may add. Um, I want to uh, thank everybody that supported the, the website during the off season here. Uh, the many subscribers that jumped on and took a look at uh, all the information we had that was auction specific. So thanks so much for you guys for helping us make this all happen. If uh, you want to help support the podcast, feel free to head on to wherever you're listening your to the podcast right now and give us a, a rank and a review. That would be awesome. Helps us move up the up the ranks and it also helps to spread more auction love around the fantasy league. It's a lovin'. It's a love in blister. McLovin. McLovin. Right. Every expert out there will tell you that once you go auction, you never go back. And yet nobody talks about auction. And that makes no <laughs> Silly. sense. It makes no sense yeah. to me. So oh, anyway, it's, it's been a, it, it's been a fun off season blister. Uh, I thought we, um, really cranked out a lot of good stuff as far as the podcast goes and the website goes and bigger and better things for next year. Apparently, apparently crossing my fingers, I talked, talked to the app guy last night and, um, I'm going to see it. I'm going to see a tester this week. The actual prototype. <sighs> well, it would not be something. It, it could be, be uh... something. So be on the lookout for that come next year too. Oh, baby. Uh, Once that gets rolling. Nice to have a, a little app, a little pocket, uh, something in your back pocket for when you go to your auction. And I basically, I think I do that right now with pen and pencil. Like every time I buy a guy, I recalculate yeah. everything I'm going to do and recrunch my numbers and then sometimes still end up with guys I don't want. <laughs> but that's the way it goes. <laughs> so it would be a little app that does that, but then also too that you can put on your phone and, you know, link it to the, uh, if you're a member of the site, a link to our content that way and link to the podcast and do all that stuff. So we're in the works for all of that stuff. Um, so thanks everybody for support all off season. Uh, good luck to everybody week one. And uh, I guess Blister will see everybody the next time we're up and next week or in the next couple of weeks or so. And, um, I don't know. I got nothing else to add. Anything else no. to add, Blister? No, I, th- I just want to reiterate what you said. Thanks to everybody for supporting us over the uh, 
preseason and good luck to everybody as they get ready. I mean, the real season starts now. So all your homework was for, and you know, don't just stop there. You're going to have to play that waiver wire to be successful. That's but right. Follow us. We'll still answer questions. We'll still get your, uh, we'll tweet stuff out. We'll answer it in, in Gmail and we'll answer it on the podcast. And, uh, yeah, thanks a lot, and look forward to keeping her going. The auction is only one-third of your season. You have to beat the crap out of your league on the waiver wire, and you have to set the lineup properly. This is, we, that is right. It's so weird. You, you just spend months and months and months of prep to draft your team, and then you, a lot of guys think they can just coast because they have this sweet-looking yeah. team on the on paper. That, that's only part of the work. It's like uh, – um, it's like offense. You still need to have the defense and the special teams win that championship. Yeah, you know, I've always, for the last few years, I've always charted every team I've drafted, but mm-hmm. I should be charting every team I've finished the year with, you know, and compared how many guys are the same and how many are different. Sometimes yeah. you get injuries and sometimes guys don't produce and sometimes better things come up on the waiver wire. And in all honesty, I'm pretty sure that if I have eight bench spots, those eight spots will change multiple times over the course of the season. So you have to stay on top of that. Yeah. You have to be willing to make those moves and drop that guy you spent five bucks on. That's right. You gotta be, you gotta be gutty. Anyways. All right, Blister. So that wraps it up the uh, preseason and um, good luck to everybody on week one. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and uh, leave a comment for us and, Blister, I don't know. I'm spending all week in the rink, so I don't know when I'm going to see you. Probably somewhere on the chat app on the phone, guaranteed. Especially, shout out yeah. to ESPN for the message. No, no, no. Yahoo. Oh, yeah, no, not shout out to ESPN. We don't like the customer no, service. Bad. Right? No. But the Yahoo, the Yahoo yeah. Messenger. That was, a, that was a nice find, anyways. If you, I was throwing... I was talking smack to the Hill Boys just because it was so fun. And who knows? It'll know probably take them, two, it, yeah. it'll take them two years to figure out what that is. But it was fun because I was throwing insults. It was great. So <laughs> shout out to the Yahoo, the messenger on there. To, so I mean that. So it keeps the uh, trash talk alive and it adds the gifts, which uh, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you know I love it. Uh, so shout out to them on that. Anyways, uh, Blister, I don't know if you're at the rink yeah. this week, I'll see you there. And for everyone else, I'll see you when it's springtime in the Rockies. When it's springtime in the Rockies, I'll be coming back to you.